Hey everybody, this is Ruben with 5-Minute Warning. When I decided that I wanted to make a podcast of my own, I found Anchor. Let me tell you, Anchor is free. Free. F-R-E-E. That's what I'm talking about. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or your computer. You know what? Anchor sends my podcast out to me to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, so I ain't got to do it. Also, you can make money. I repeat, you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, look, that's what I did. Five-minute warning, almost at 100 episodes in. Get Anchor. Okay, students, this is your five-minute warning. I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the five-minute warning with Ruben Brown, happening right now. Hello, hello. This is Ruben Brown with five-minute warning. And I feel like every time that this show happens is definitely like completely different than what my vision was. But before I get into that, we got AG on the ones and twos. What's going on, AG? What's happening? What's happening, y'all? Glad to be here as always. And, you know, when I, when I came up with the, the, and I feel like I say this almost every week, but like when I came up with the idea of how I want to do the show, like, it was simple and stuff. Okay. I figured I talked for like a half hour and, you know, people get just a little bit of me and that's it. You know, we listen, we laugh together. We go what together right, and, and whatnot. But now I feel like the show is just, just, uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, transmognified. Now that's a word. I mean, yeah, it's just something else. So, have you ever heard that word before? I have not. Because I right. was about to call you out like you, Jesse Jackson, making up words. But I first was like, all, he wouldn't have said that if it wasn't a real word. First of all, why we got to do that to Jesse Jackson, man? Because he stuff. did it to himself. He did it to himself, <laughs> and we all know that. All the black people know that. Come on now. <laughs> so, nah, man. Back in the day, okay, in a little bit today, Calvin and Hobbes, he, um... Calvin was a little boy, his stuffed animal Hobbs, which was a tiger. And in his imagination, his tiger was real. Okay. And talked to him and stuff. So they um Bill Waterman made a whole comic strip about it. I got I got like three or four of the books. Those things were awesome. Okay. And it's basically uh I think he's like six or six. Well, he's in school. So he's like maybe seven or eight. And his imagination is crazy. And so one day he made a trans magnification machine. Well, first of all, let's let's teach people what tra- transmon what, what? transmogrification. Okay, what does that mean? Well, basically we were talking together, so you say that word one more time clearly. Transmogrification. Okay. All what right, does it so mean? So first of all, you have to understand that this kid's like seven or eight. Understood. So, you know, Basically, what it was is he created a box. Okay. And when he put something in the box, it changed. It's uh, something crazy. So I mean, just random crazy or something in particular? Something kid crazy. Okay. I mean, remember, this is the this is the thought process of a seven or eight-year-old boy. Okay. And with his um, imagination, you know, like he would put um, like – a piece of snot in it and his big <laughs> snot monster would come out. What? Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Is this real or you just as an example? I, man, that was an example. But, you know, basically he would put stuff in the box and it would come out all weird, crazy. You know, okay. I mean, off the top of my head, I can't really like talk about it because I don't know off the top of my head. I can get a, I can get the book and stuff. But yeah, so that's just what he was. And as I was talking, that word just came to my mind. So is it a real word? No. It's an eight-year-old word. 
like a, a word for an eight-year-old. Okay. Because he literally made the word because, you know, he's eight and he can't, you know, it's probably some sort of, um, like in a in an adult world, word is probably trans, I don't know. I, probably nothing at all. Probably something. No, I mean, he yeah. actually, while I'm listening to this, I'm like, okay, so he made up the word, but he was smart enough to kind of get it right. Kind of, yeah, but I can't tell you what the word should be like in our age. <laughs> well, I, he got the trans right. He sure got like, the trans right. It's like it's transforming something, but it's transforming it in a weird way. Because so, really, actually, if I were to say this, and I can't even believe I'm having a, a discussion about a made-up word. However, I would say it would be something like exactly what we do. Trans, trans modification sounds better to me based yeah. on what you're telling me. And that's probably what he was trying to say, but he's eight. So his vocabulary is not that huge. Well, it's huge enough to get the trans right. I mean, ain't mad at him. Transforming. Yeah. You know, hey, he could, he could, he could hook up with Jesse Jackson. He probably could have won presidency in 89. I'm just like, stop it. <laughs> nah, man. Reaganomics was live and well in the 80s. But if he'd have got that vocabulary right, well, no. I mean, I mean, 2020 is hindsight, right? Okay. I guess. <laughs> but no, but back to my original point. It's just like, you know, I didn't expect it to be much, but now it's like, like completely different. How which so? Which is awesome. No, it's so like, we still talk about the crazies, the crazy stuff. Right. Sure. I mean, that happens. But I think the important thing is, it's like, one is more than 30 minutes usually. I mean, even the last one I did by myself was like 45 minutes. Yeah, I noticed so, that. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, as you mentioned off air, you know, I've started to talk a little bit more about myself. That, And I think I was going to do that more in my opinions, but I've started to talk more about myself. I'm not sure how that's going over with the crowd, but eh, it is what it is. I guess they continue to listen. Um, have you have this? What's, what is the listenership like now? Is it about the same, or have you got more uh, comments? It's about the or? same. It's okay. about the same. But what I have noticed is there are people starting to listen to the old stuff. It is so, classic. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> I mean, I think the old stuff is old. No, but, man. Cause I'm telling you, dude, the first one we did together and a couple of your first two or three, it's like, okay. Okay, this is good stuff. Telling you, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think that it is, um, you know, it's definitely, um, what's the word? It's a, it begins with an E. Okay. Um, like evolution type, you know. Right. It has evolved. Yeah. It has evolved. There it is. It has evolved in the something different than what I saw when I thought in my head, but I like it. So, well, what did I'm, you, well, I mean, just not really for, you know, posterity, but really for uh, defining and creating a reference. What did you, when you were sitting around and, you know, conceptualizing all this, what was the con- concept? What was the concept? I think, honestly, I think the first episodes pretty much like by myself um, before you know, you you jumped in and started helping. Um, it's pretty much what I had envisioned it. So I kind of followed the script of my thought process. Okay. Because I didn't expect to be d- doing a show with other people. You did? I expect to have, I expect to have a, a guest every now and then. Okay. Okay. I see. Um, because there's one with me and Mo. Right. That's the first on one. That I, yeah. Mo was great that day. Yeah, that's the first one that I did with someone else, but I made sure I had a couple under my belt so I would feel comfortable. Okay. Um, you know, before I submit anybody else to my craziness. So, but we all love your craziness. Well, I appreciate that. So, yeah, I mean, I think I was really strict on it, and now, you know, I've kind of just let it do do itself. Okay. You know, he said, "Do you?" I let it do it, and this is what we got so far. So. Well, my take on that whole thing is I like it. I like the first episode because I was sitting around on the, on, I was in a recliner and I was just flipping through Facebook, just whatever. And uh, you didn't reach out to me personally. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm flipping through and it's like five minute warning with, uh, I'm sorry, five minute warning with Ruben Brown. I'm like, for real? I know I got to listen to this because I completely enjoy you 
when we're together in family gatherings, especially when something comes up sports related or just something you don't agree with it. You're hilarious. I said, okay, this is going to be good. And I wasn't disappointed. And, (laughs) And then because really, I mean, for my, my experience is a little bit different than most of the world, because when I listen to you, I listen to you as Cuzzo. You know, I'm like, okay, I know what's coming. No matter what you're going to talk about, I already know what's coming. And, and again, I wasn't disappointed. But when you are with someone, and my first experience with you being with someone was Mo. And I was like, okay, this is real dope now. I hope he does this more. Because when I approached you about helping you, I approached you from an audio standpoint. And so I wasn't really concerned about being on the show as much as I wanted y'all to sound good. And so, but then you had me on the show and then I, I listened to it in the moment and I was like, this is good. It's magic. It really was. And you laughed at me when I said that, but you know, I was right. Yeah. And so when Mo got involved, um, it was even more magic because you got like three guys that, you know, Mo, obviously I don't know him at all, but I think there's a lot of chemistry there. And so my wife and I are talking about, and that is Boo Love, if you don't know. So Boo Love and I are talking about this and she's like, he really does need to have a partner because as good as you are on your own, you really excel with other people, which, which is more to, you know, what I have experienced with you because you are very social. So, you know, the, the, you know, how it's come along and evolved to now is just a natural progression for me. But really that first episode was like, okay, I can listen to this all the time or as however many times you're going to put up, put a post one in the week. So I was thoroughly impressed. You, you, I thought you did a very good job. Awesome. Thank you. Well, like for instance, Mo and I, we went to college together. Okay. And, that's where the relationship started. Okay. And um, I met him at college and we both did the Old Dominion University, go Monarchs. Oh, uh, to you. I'm an ODU family too. I was there. Awesome. And we did WODU sports. When we were there. Oh, so that's right. Because so you're a communications guy, right? Major, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we did basketball games and, uh, well, we primarily did basketball games and stuff like that. So, you know, we got our chemistry through that. And then another gentleman, um, Jeff Cunningham, mm-hmm. um, we call him Cowboy. You know, us three, we, we kind of created a chemistry with us where, it was awesome. And, and listening to us, we were focused and, you know, that sort of thing. You know, we brought Cowboy was a very awesome play by play guy. Okay. Um, I was kind of the partial color commentator. Okay. Um, we mean partial. Because, well, you know, those who can't do coach, like, okay. so, like, I knew how basketball worked and the X's and O's and stuff like that. So I can speak to that. And then when Mo came in, he actually played basketball. So, you know, his expertise of actually being out there, it made us a pretty solid unit. Okay, um, I hear that. You know, and one day during Christmas break, Mo and I decided to take a trip to one of ODU's away games. Okay, Um, okay. And we got permission and all that. And, you know, because that's media, that's... You know, you got to call for all that. Oh, so y'all didn't just go as fans then? Y'all were going to work? Oh, no, we went to work. Okay. I mean, I I guess it was called work. We did it on our own dime. Well, what I'm saying is y'all did it on your own dime, but it was an official visit, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. So I'll never forget, we we called ODU and Drexel versus Drexel. And the cool thing about doing WODU sports was – we got to know the players. So sure. like even like shout out to old men, um, sports information directors, you know, mm-hmm. um, they treat us like media, like okay. everybody else. Sure. So whether it's TV, whether it's radio or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so after every game, we get to pick who we want to talk to. Now, obviously we didn't get the number one guy. That person went to either radio or TV sure. or both radio and TV. Right. So we, for us, like we would pick maybe the second best guy or even just somebody we want to talk to. Sure. D- depending on 
you know, how the game went and stuff. So that was cool. And they knew us. And then, you know, we had a little setup and everything and whatnot. And so we went to Drexel, Mo and I, and I had to do play by play for the first time. How'd you do? I mean, I think I did great. Okay. You know, but, you know, I respect play by play people because especially like it's so much harder on radio or um, internet because we're on internet. So they can't see. So literally you have to explain everything. You know, John brings a call, the ball down the court, passes to Cunningham, Pat Cunningham passes it to Jim, back to Brown, you know, shoot and he scored, you know. So it's like you have, it's almost like you're telling the story and they have to envision what you're seeing. So I respect the heck out of those guys. Even on TV, you know, the play-by-play guy is still, you know, he does it like, what if the feed goes out and all you hear is his, him talking? So that was awesome. And okay. we went there. I think we won that game. Okay. I think we won that game. So we got, you know, the cool thing about that was it wasn't on TV. It was only, it was in two places for older man. It was on OD radio, which is like, then it was AM 1140. Sure. And us. So okay. like you could listen to us on the internet. And so we got back and, um, you know, one of the um, people working Rex Sports, they kind of they kind of knew knew us a little bit because we had well could also work for the newspaper and advertising and stuff like that. So I knew those people. They came, they did a piece, they paid for it, whatever, whatever. And like one of them was like, "Yo, know, y'all did a really good job." It's like, did a job about what? What are you talking about? He was like, "I listened to you the other day." Cause y'all were the only thing I could get on while I was working. Y'all were the only thing I could get because okay. Okay. I, you know, cause it was, cause back then it was like 2002 and Ted constant now known as Chartway arena has literally had just opened up the year before. Okay. So, um, yeah, it was kind of crazy. And for whatever reason back then, ODU wasn't really wasn't big. This is before football. Basketball was so so. So all you had was ESPN AM eleven forty. Right. Um, but they had not transitioned to the internet very well, okay. and so I guess they had an issue that day. And but somehow, um, I guess he looked us up, and he took a chance that, that we would be live, and we were. It just so happened we were there. I don't know if we communicated out. We might have. But, yeah, we drove up to Pennsylvania and did a game. Yeah, it was dope. It was during Christmas break. We had nothing else better to do. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I took a day off from work, and I was like, well, it was a couple of days off from work. It's like, you want to go? Yeah, we got <laughs> we got um, press creds, and we got there. They ready for us and stuff like It was awesome. You know, we also got to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, one year and do that okay. because it was in Connecticut. Oh, and they flew y'all up there? Heck no, we drove. Ouch. Yeah, I drove. It was in my car. And it took us all, literally an eight-hour drive took us like freaking 12 hours. So was there snow? No, it was just traffic. Oh, okay, okay. But, I mean, but we got there. So, the cool thing about that was um, we were late. We checked in the hotel late. We were about 30 minutes away from the arena. Just so happens the game before ODU <clears throat> went in overtime. Oh, okay. So you weren't late. We got there like two minutes after it started. Okay. But the SID, we looked over, you know, gave the head nod because they got us permission to do it. Because right. basically they came to us and they were just like, do y'all want to go up to Connecticut and call the game? Because going to the NCAA tournament, Basically, the NCAA pays for everything. Oh, really? So well, this doesn't come out of ODU's pocket then? Yeah. Well, especially that part. But we paid our <clears> own. <throat> like, we drove up there, and we paid for a hotel. I mean, we did that. But all we had to do was get there. And they paid for the feed and all that. NCAA paid for the feed. And calling an NCAA tournament game was so awesome. We lost 
to Michigan State. But just being there was so awesome. And then one of the cool things about being on press row is after the game, you get to go to the press room. And And what is that like? So Cowboy was, he was um, a sports writer for the new school newspaper. Okay. So he, he asked questions. I asked like two questions in my whole two or three years doing it. (laughs) But he asked, you know, he asked some questions. He would ask questions all the time. You know, he'd write it down and be a school newspaper. It was dope. I mean, it's like, wow, I guess I'm giving some stuff away. I don't know if I should be giving this away or whatever, but press rooms are are weird. So it's like you have a couple sections. You have press row where everybody's at sitting down. And at, and at Ted Constant, you know, you have, if there's TV there, TV's in the middle. Right. And then you have the radio. Okay. Now we were a couple tables down closer to the end. That was cool with us because we are ready for it. We would be like they would put student other student radio beside us, um, and stuff, and that was fine. I didn't have any issue with that because it's what it is. But a lot of other schools did not send their student radio. You know, we just so happened that you know we did and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so you you know you get halftime, you get halftime scores. Okay, they give us a piece of paper. Right. Um, there's a room, I I guess, I don't know if it's a green room or whatever it's called, but there's food there, so we get to eat. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just like, you know, we had press credentials. So as long as we're there, we had to wear a lanyard that gave us press credentials. ODU pretty much did it top notch, um, you know, at least for us, because that's all we knew. I mean, like we called the first – um, men's men's and women's game at Ted Constant as well. Like when ODU played North Carolina back in 2001. Okay. Um, we called that game. So it was four of us and we split the half. So like it was me and a gentleman named Jason Bryant. We did the second half, I believe. Now Jason Bryant, <clears throat> he does it professionally for wrestling, for college wrestling. He does it professionally. Okay. So he was like, he's like WDU, like, like legend. And right. it was cool to work with him. It was me and him. Was he, and, is he an older guy? Yeah. Is well, he the voice yeah, of ODU? He was about, he was about 23, 24, but he had called wrestling in high school. And then he was a communications major in college. And he had his own thing called Matt Talk Wrestling, Matt Talk Online. Okay. And so he had his own show and all that. And he got invited. He would start doing the Virginia duels. Then he got invited to do the national tournament. And now literally, I believe that's what he does for a living, which is awesome. Wow. Yeah. It's yes. wrestling. Okay. So it's dope. Okay. So learn, learn from him it was from Jason Bryan was also called a Twinkie. Um, I don't know the reason why. It's just what it was. Not a bad name. Not a bad no. name at all. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, that part of my life was was pretty awesome. You know, we were there when we played. We've we've been to a couple of VCU games, and you know, just as you could believe, the VCU people are terrible. Um, <laughs> are they just being fans, or are they actually terrible? I know a couple of people who go so, there. I don't think they're terrible people. All right, straight up, straight up. Now, ODU VCU, we have a rivalry. What very, it is? Very, very, yeah. But when the mascot comes to the student radio station and starts heckling us, that's kind of a problem. <laughs> Literally. Kind of a problem. Okay. Like, they did that to us, and we were just like, what are you doing? It's like, get away. Like, we even talked about it on air. It's like, yeah, the, the Rams over here just, like, talking junk. Does he know we don't actually play the game? I was like, I don't know what he knows. I mean, it's VCU. So, who knows? It might be some 40-year-old dude. At the time, I was like 32. So, you know, in the, in the uniform. But, you know, I just, VCU is whatever. Um, but, you know, we also got to go to the CA tournament Okay. back then, and that was dope. I right. mean, right. I've, you know, we've done, we got to call two of their championship games. No, excuse me, two of their championship winning games. Um, 
I think we call a total of three championship games um, for WODU. And so that was dope. You know, it's just like, you, I mean, it was in Richmond. So you drive up, you go home, you drive up, you come home. You know, we didn't stay there. Um, but yeah, like the first time they won after we went off the air. Right. Like I got on the floor. Cause you know, when you, when you win your conference tournament, you get an automatic berth into what they call the big dance. Sure. And so I got on the floor, started dancing. I was like, we're going to Sizzler. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we going to Sizzler. Really? I mean, really? I mean, but yeah, is but you know, the coolest thing about it and about all this, then we'll move on is like, we got to know a lot of players. Um, like even that day when they won it, like when they won one of their championships, you know, usually everybody's excited and stuff. And cause, and we were excited too, you know, just because it's ODU. We were homers. It's cool. Um, but like we had a couple players come over while we're still on air and like, you know, came and showed some love and stuff like that. They got on the air for a little bit. You know, it was, I mean, I don't know if they understand how much, we appreciated that. Right. But it was dope to the, to the fact that they, cause they saw us at every game. I mean, some of them in a, got the interview, you know, we asked them crazy questions sometimes, but it was just cool to know that, you know, they were just like, Hey, you know, yada, 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 great job, whatever, whatever, you know, just to come over and say, even they said, you know, we really don't like you. That's just cool enough for them to talk to they just came and talked to us, so that was cool. Right. It wasn't like desperate or nothing, but it was. I mean, you, you see, like Alex Lawton, he's six eight. That's a big dude, man. Yep. From Australia, he's a big dude. So he came and sat in the chair, and he did a couple of interviews with us, man. And, and we just like we would ask him basketball questions, and then we just asked him some crazy question at the end, and he started laughing. <laughs> okay. You know, stuff like that. So it was good. I mean, we had quite a number of people. Um, that part of time in my life was awesome. Just doing what I wanted to do. Cause I really wanted to do that for life, but I was too old at that point. How can you be yeah. too old to do? Huh? Well, so in order to get really get into sports casting, like unless you're a player, like unless you're a player, okay. and you do like color. Most, most of the guys are, are play by play dudes. So like, I don't have experience playing, like basketball, so okay, I, see I can't mean. really do color commentating right. from that standpoint. Right. So, you know, for me, I would have to work my way up from like local to regional. And Lord knows if ESPN thought I was cool enough to be looked at, you know, because I really wanted to work for ESPN one time in my life. And I'm just, I can't anymore. It's just, I, I don't even like... Yeah, I would have to be like a production assistant or something. I ain't got time for that. Unless they're going to pay me a lot of money, which... They don't. But I mean... I mean, they I do. I don't know. Huh? They Some people get paid there. Oh, yeah. Some people do. But by and large, they do have their jobs that are... And I was shocked to see it. Some They do have their jobs where it's like, that's all? <laughs> yeah. But you, but you know what? You can say you work for ESPN. So pretty much like, you know, you can say you work for ESPN. You can almost get a job doing... Any media. Well, see, that, that was my point. I was going to say that because it's like, why do you keep saying you can't because you're too old? Dude, if you want to do it, get it done. And see, well, we talked, this is one of your, not resolutions. I want to say that. But this is one of the ones, one of the things that you were talking about you wanted to improve. This is, to me, having that killer instinct. Well, at this moment in time in, in life, okay, I don't necessarily want to do that anymore. It's just. Okay, so for it, you, the time has passed. Yeah, for me, the time is fast. Okay. And that's you saying that because you actually don't want to do it anymore necessarily. Is that what you're I saying? Mean, they, I mean, if somebody called me up and was like, yo, let's do it, I'd be like, all right. But I'm not I'm not like actively looking to do it. Okay. It's been a long time since I've done that. Like, it's been, I'm 46. It's been at least 13 years. Okay. Not that I can't get back on that bike and roll, but you know. Okay. Understood. Some things are past, and I'm and I'm fine with that. I've made my peace. I I enjoyed some stuff. I did a bunch of cool things I never thought I would do. 
I got to call an NCAA tournament game. I mean, never in life I thought I'd be able to do that. Truth. I totally you know? understand that. That's amazing, I think. Because, I mean, I can look you up. I can look a game up and say, it's my cousin over there, y'all. Yeah, maybe. Why well, I mean, maybe. It's, it's, it's around somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah, I doubt that. Well. That's the scary part. But I don't, once again, I don't think I can listen to it. You okay? That's another show altogether. We have been there, and you know what? It's not even worth it anymore. Not even. Some people, you, you look, man. It'd be amazing for you to like see how many people who do this, like, don't like listening to themselves. No, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I do get it because it took me a minute to get used to hearing how I actually sound. Yeah. I kind of dig it now. It's like, that's how I sound. And now when I play it back in my mind and I hear myself talk, that's exactly how I sound. So I have come to terms with it. You, on the other hand, it's like, man, I'm good. I'm good to hear myself once. (laughs) I just am. I'm good to hear myself once. But how do you improve if you don't listen to your shows? Well, I guess because at least at this point in time, it's not a job. It's something that I like to do. Okay. It's something that I'm passionate about. Um, so, but like, if I woke up tomorrow and was like, I'm done, mm-hmm. I'm done. I mean, and that's probably why, like, for me, it is something more, I guess, I don't want to use the words heartfelt, but it, it, yeah, it's, it's, you know, this is what I like doing. I like talking in on the radio and, or, or a podcast, whatever. And I'd like giving my opinion and that's okay. it. Now, will it live forever? Yes. However, I, my goal in life is not to say anything so stupid on my podcast that it'll like truly live forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't want that, but I, I mean, mean, but at the same time, I understand what you mean. I just wanted to make sure for me personally, I just wanted to make sure there's not some fire burning to do this. And you're saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. That's what nah. we're trying to avoid. Right now, my fire, on- my fire is on this show. And, okay. and at this point in time, I, I enjoy doing this show. You know, okay. even though we only have so many people who listen to it, I still enjoy it. Even if like nobody listened to it, I would still do it because right. it's, something it, it's something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And after my trip from Georgia last year, excuse me, Florida, I decided, why wait? Let's knock it out. And literally two a week and a half later, I put out my first show. That's all I'm scared, scared to death. Really? Scared to death. You did not sound scared to death to me. You sounded like Ruben. It's like, okay. I mean, but yeah. I I I mean, because I didn't have an intro. I didn't have an outro. I did have a, a thought similar to what I was gonna talk about. Okay. Or what I was what I would say. Um I think I actually wrote, I think I have it somewhere. I typed up like my first like five sentences of what I would say. Oh, so you actually did try to script it a little bit. Well, because I didn't want to forget. Okay. That was my biggest fear, forgetting. One, forgetting. And then two, the the other thing I hate is, because I've already had to do this before. I hate having to try to reproduce a show that I've already done. It's never the same. It's never the same. Yeah. So like I did a show and for whatever reason just didn't save and I was heated. So I literally sat away for it from it for like two hours before I came back and knocked it out. Okay. And yeah, it wasn't the same. I mean, I thought it lost something, you know, and that's really like what we talk, you know, I'm really about the organic and stuff like that. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not looking forward to ever having to, you know, have to redo some stuff. That would, that would hate my, I would, my heart would feel sad because it wouldn't be the same. No, you know? you're right about that. I mean, from that perspective, I totally get it. You're right. Because I mean, well, if you do it twice, there's some things you're going to forget to say. You're not really in the moment anymore because the moment has already passed. Yeah. Like right now, I'm sitting here and my mouth said, I'm done. And I'm just like, that's not cool. Because I'm about to go into a segment and I like to, I like to like make sure I have my facts straight. I don't really like to go off the dome about certain things, but I don't think I have a choice because my mouse has decided that it left me. 
Well, and this is organic right here. It is. This is that organic stuff, man. Evan changes his batteries in his mouse and prays that it works. Well, <laughs> while but, you're doing that, while you're doing that, I want to get started on one small thing. I had a couple of things I want to talk about. We talked about uh -oh. both of them off the air. And this has nothing to do with what we're actually supposed to be talking about. But, you know, us two hours long. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but I want to understand your hatred and vitriol for Christopher Robin. He sucks. That is not reasoning. That is just like you throwing something on it. Okay. And he's moving Here on. Here it is, man. Okay, Here it is, please, right? Please. I'm a big Wayne the Pooh fan. Yes. Who's Tig not? Tig Tigger sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's one at a time. I one mean, but time. here's the crazy part about the Tigger situation. Like, when I was younger, I didn't like Tigger, but I was a lot like Tigger. I was bouncing around, full of energy, blah. blah. I didn't relate to that dude. I I think I thought he was an imbecile. And but you he said was. you were just like him. I mean, with the energy part, I wasn't an imbecile. But Tigger's an imbecile. He just did. <sighs> He, he, he's, I mean, literally, man, he goes around and messes up stuff just to be like, oop, I did that. Yeah, you did it, you jerk. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. I have never on, heard man. someone talking about Tigger with such a harsh language. He's a jerk, man. Tigger is uh, a jerk. Okay. And all he did was come around. He, and he picked on Piglet all the time. He was a bully. He was a jerk and a bully. So he's a jerk and a bully. Hey, he picked on Piglet, dude. And that's and you can watch cartoons. Proof. He picked on Piglet all the time because Piglet was short. You know what? You're not wrong about that. The couple of episodes I did see. Okay. Yeah, all right. He did pick on Piglet. Yeah, okay. he, I mean, he was he was a different word that I'm not gonna use. But yeah, he, <laughs> he's that guy, man. And I'm not a fan. And me and me and Wayne the Pooh. We got some kinship, you know. He's always trying to calm the situation down. And then trying to calm the situ situation down, crap happens. Use it because of Tigger, you know. <laughs> and, then, and then here comes Christopher Robert coming in. Who did this? It was Winnie the Pooh, says Tigger. So we do him under the bus. Really, really, Christopher Robert? You, you think the nicest dude on the planet did this? You're such a jerk, you know. <laughs> Christopher Robert, man, he's a jerk, man. You know, well, no, he is a little gullible. I wouldn't I call mean, him a jerk. Now, now that you you've you've taken me to the dark side, based on a little bit that I have seen, I have to agree. Tigger is kind of a troublemaker. Yeah, and then he always turns around, and blames that crap on Winnie the Pooh, like like Winnie the Pooh knocked over. The whole thing, like jar of honey over himself. Really, <laughs> the dude eats honey. I'm not gonna spill it on myself. This ain't, this ain't showgirls. It's like, dude, wow. I'm trying to eat honey. <laughs> I mean, he knocks. He sits there and pours the thing of honey on, on on Wayne the Pooh, and Wayne the Pooh is, oh Tigger, you know you shouldn't have done that. I mean. There one time I was hoping he'd pull out some brass knuckles and like punch Tigger in the face. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh with some brass knuckles. <laughs> I mean, I would have been I wouldn't have been mad at it, man. I'd have defended it too. Tigger was a jerk, man. All the problems that ever happened was because of Tigger. <laughs> and Eeyore just sat there. <laughs> my life shook. Well, actually, my wife and I have our own opinion about Eeyore, and I was like, that guy is useless. I mean, but all he does is complain about everything. I mean, the dude is, man, he is one like black paint makeover to be like the worst thing ever. I mean, Eeyore does nothing. And Piglet, Piglet's smart, man. But every time he uses his brain, here comes P.A. Tigger coming over. Dude, dude you're an idiot. <laughs> no, you're the idiot. Tigger. He's got to be a P.A. Yes. He's a P.A. <laughs> 
you can figure out what that means because I'm not using it on my show. <laughs> Every time, man. Come on, man. How many times? And then Chris Robbins, PA, come down. <laughs> I know y'all shouldn't have did that. Blah, blah, blah. Dude. I can't get over it. <laughs> not getting around a little bit. Instead of, like, yelling at Winnie. He always yelled at Winnie, man, because he was a PA. And Tigger owned his Cone. Be careful. Our families will listen to this. I mean, Tigger was such a B. <laughs> Those are some man. Come on, oh, man. Gonna, I didn't do this. You didn't see me as he hops away <laughs> with, with honey on his hands because he grabbed the jar and threw it everywhere. What a jerk. <laughs> you know what? This is rare, but your ranting is not wrong. I have to agree that that was a that was that was a satisfactory argument. I gotta give it to you. I because I, I, I looked, I was like, you know what? He's not wrong. Tigger was kind of that dude. <laughs> He's that. Look at me. Look at me. Do oh, I didn't do that. Now you can't find him. <laughs> and everybody's like, I ain't do that. Winnie, oh my goodness. Did that. Chris Robin, what kind of jerky man? You better get up out of here. <laughs> and can you give me some pants, please? <laughs> now, see, that's the thing I keep telling you, man. That's what made Winnie the Pooh creepy to me. How you gonna run around in a shirt and nothing else? But nobody else wore any clothes, so I mean, at least he had a shirt. Uh, that is not a good look, man. As I you mean, would say, not a fan. All I'm saying is Winnie. Winnie the Pooh could have been a shirt tail, man. Remember the, remember the cartoon, the shirt tail? Yeah. Was in the park. Uh, uh, and when they do the little thing, that all their shirts turn red uh, and they get like super hyper animal powers or whatever. Some of the things you remember. Oh, my goodness. Man, Sport Billy, look it up. <laughs> I dropped my mic up, but I just bought it. Please don't drop your mic. You sound so good. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. That has been cleared up because you said that in like, you said that in the first podcast we did together and you never expounded on it. And I was like, I have to understand this. This is, he never came back and said why he explained himself. Now you have thoroughly. What? And I'm glad you parted, you parted aside now. I I have to be because the proof is right there. The proof is right there. And yes, Christopher Robin did not do due diligence at all. He was always. He's the only human there. I know, which makes it worse. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm not saying you got to, you know, you know, take it up on a chain or something. But I mean, you could punch him in the face. It's okay. Well, you ain't got to be violent, man. Still a kid's show, but I do understand. Okay, maybe a pimp slap. How about that? Uh, it's still, see, now you're wanting Christopher Robin to do something to Tigger that you couldn't stand done to you. But you know what? Here's the thing, man. He had, and they had the nerve. They had the absolute nerve to make a movie called Christopher Robin. You thought I saw that garbage? Wow, <laughs> I'm not spreading lies. <laughs> spread lies? <laughs> what you? <laughs> Christopher Robin's movie spread lies. Uh, how is that spreading lies? Who cares? He grew up. Why? So he could be a bigger PA than he was. No, before? you see, you don't know because you didn't see the movie. You're right. I'm not supporting that. I, what are you boycotting the dude? Man, if I could, re- if I could like erase Christopher Robin from the whole episodes, I would. There is no show without Christopher Robin, man. Uh, wrong answer. Keep moving. He was. He wasn't even there half the time. It doesn't matter. Without him and his imagination, his, his imagination, we don't have a show. Man, he won't there half the time. Oh, it's not God. like he was hanging out and watching he didn't all the stuff. He there all the time because it was the Winnie the Pooh show. But without Christopher Robin, there is no Winnie the Pooh, man. Man, I I could try. Yeah, you failed that time. But I mean, you get, the real Christopher Robin went through some garbage, which is real messed up too. By the way, look that up. Man, we just like off air. We're not talking about reality. We are talking about the fantasy. But isn't it sad that reality and and fantasy kind of doomed Christopher Robin for real? Well, that sounds like a him problem. I mean, possibly, but I mean, Christopher Robin 
I mean, where do you think Christian Robert came from? Hmm. Somebody wrote it, but I'm sure he took it on. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm just his saying. Dad wrote it. He wrote him in it. Well, see, that sounds like some dysfunction. I ain't got time for all that. I mean, you know, hey, that's why he made the PA take it and the PA Christopher Robinson. Man, you know what? That's right. The hate is real over here. Nobody. Nobody. The hate is real. Oh, the my God. It is. It's I not mean, even it, hate, man. It's just it's like, again, I'll use this word again, vitriol. Look, man, it ain't more chestnut hate, but it's enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, by the next show, we're going to have something for you with this Morris Chestnut thing. I was thinking about you. I was just giggling. I'm going to torture you. I'm waiting for you to find me somewhere he don't lose except for except for Boys in the Hood. That's all you got. That's all I need because you started out this whole thing with. But that was his first one. He had to lose in his first one. No, he one. didn't have to lose in his first one. But he won and everything after that. Oh, my so, God. I ain't got time for that. <sighs> okay. Yep. Yeah. You brought it up, man. You knew what was going to happen. Man, you just, what is Mo? What you, you know, anyway, you and won't be okay with this Morris Chestnut thing. Everything always comes back to Morris Chestnut, man. Because, <laughs> because I'm talking to you. <laughs> That's why it always comes back to that. Because all that hate, all that hate, all that hate. Hate, 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 hate. Exactly. Exactly. I'm telling you, man. Costco. Hater 99. Exactly. Hate 50. You right. That's right. All day. It's on sale this week. Get all that hater aid. All right. Now, first topic. When I saw the list of talking notes, y'all, I saw this and I was like, how in the world are we going to talk about this? <laughs> yeah, how are we going to talk about this? What everything else? Well, true enough, but I was thinking about, man, I could just imagine folk that know us that are related to us listening to this going, what in the world? Okay. So I'm just going to just go out there. I'm going to be Ruben this time. I'm going to bring it up. He wants to talk about it, but I'm going to bring it. I'm going to lead in with, okay, we have, we're have we going to discuss the fact that there are some side effects to medication for um, erectile dysfunction like Viagra or Cialis or whatever. I don't even know if they can call it that anymore because it's a, they've lost their patent, so everybody's doing it. But the side effect is that it's causing a type of blindness or blur vision. Blur vision. And I'm sitting here going, and my wife was like, you know what? If I was going to be in this show today, I want nothing to do with y'all. Bula kicked me to the curb. She was like, I ain't even trying to be on that show today. What? Because, no, because see, and, and, and you gotta, <laughs> my wife is the southern, the southernest of southern bells. There are certain things that she is not going to say, certain things she will not be a part of, even though she's probably giggling right behind me right now. Talking about y'all crazy. Look, man, I can hear her giggling right now. Look, man, I'm just trying to educate the people. Well, no, because see, I gotta tell you where I went with this. Because my first thought when I read this was like, he is going to talk about masturbation's myth of blinding people. Definitely not. <laughs> but it was funny when I said it. <laughs> Definitely not. Look, man. It, it clears up your acne, though. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just, I had to. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> I mean, I ain't got no acne, but I don't know nothing about yeah, that. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things floating around out there. And we're going to, we're here to dispel this. But this was, it was kind of funny. But yes, erectile dysfunction, medication, and your eyes and vision. I'm looking at American Academy of Ophthalmology. So this is about as official as it's going to get. Wow, you went there. I did. Because I wanted to look it up and just kind of see because I didn't know anything about this. But yes, um, let's see. It starts out with uh, what are side effects of ED medication? Less serious side effects. There are some less serious visual side effects that are common among users. These can include, the first one on there is blurry vision, and the second one is light sensitivity. So, what are we talking about? Why did you want to, why did you want to talk about this? Look, man. <laughs> Look, man. Okay, here we go. I only go to the best sources on the planet for my stuff. 
And that's the New York Post, y'all. Oh, my God. I'm on the page of the American Academy of Ophthalmology. You're saying that the New York Post is a better source? Yes. Uh, I can't even with you. Okay, what does yours say on the New York Post? What does yours say? It says that the little blue pill. The little blue pill. That's Yeah, that's credible. Go ahead. Is giving people um, blurred vision or colored vision. So... Wait a I'm minute! Sure. Giving them color vision, we all see color, color vision. That's what literally that what it mean? says. Colored, like, yeah, I can't, I can't beat anything other than colored. Colored vision, either. Uh, never mind. I was gonna bring up a, a bigoted joke, but no. Don't color vision. I see in color. Most people that aren't colorblind see in color. So what? Either that blue mean? or red color vision. That's what it said. Okay, so where are we going with this? Well, it was saying, well, see, here it is. It was saying that um, basically if you take the little blue pill. Okay. Um, some patients experience blurred vision, light sensitivity, like you said, including intense blue colored vision with red or green color blindness. After taking the highest recommended doses of Sidenfil, that's what it's called, which was recently originally developed as a treatment for high blood pressure. Right. So hold on, you're telling me people back in the day, they would get high blood pressure. They would take this stuff and get like a massive erection. Uh, erection. Yeah, because see, that that was a funny story about it, because it, it was it actually it was it was a heart medicine to begin with before the high blood pressure. And so when they started testing it on people, the men were coming back going, hey, added benefit. Hello. Really? You know, I didn't know that. Hey, I'm telling you, winner, winner, chicken dinner. So what happened was they took a good look at it and just made common sense of it and was like, bump this whole heart thing. We about to get paid. Because if you're talking about guys that are between <clears throat> with nothing wrong between, you know, 50, 55 and 80. And they're having issues getting erections. That's and a third case of life right there. Huh? It's a third chance. It, it's a complete game change. That will change your life. And it's just like... I guess. Man, okay, keep playing. So, I'm telling you, it's like, man... Yeah, but now you can't see. Everything is... Now, do red. you really think somebody's going to think it through when they can get an erection? I think not. I mean... Hey, my depends. wife is beautiful. And if I had issues and I had a, a pill... Man, you must be tripping. I'm a, <laughs> baby. You a Smurf? <laughs> Something for real, Papa Smurf. Hello, yo. hey, yo. That's why. Hey, because somebody gave me a pill and said it's gonna cure that problem. I would be like, sign me up. Wow, sign me up for real. I know she about oh. that cackling. I know she is. I, I hope but that you know I ain't plan to do that. Uh, what? I hope you never have to take it. I hope I never have to too. But all I'm saying is, you start out, you know, trying to help people that have heart issues or blood pressure issues or both, and then you find out that a side effect of it, which isn't really a side effect, is that it, it will help men give or get erections that weren't able to get one or keep one. Yeah. Well, all it does is send blood rushing throughout your body which goes straight to your penis I understand that but all I'm saying is I just need to make to educate the people who listening you know how that works because it is a muscle it truly is and it needs blood flow just like everything else in your body but I'm just saying I mean from a practical standpoint let's not let's be real yeah I mean but then after a while you start thinking it through and it's just like this is causing me a lot of other things in this blurry vision see this in this one it said as a subtitle in the article and I'm looking at where it says less serious side effects that is so true because there are other things that are going on with this stuff at, you know over time that's like wowzers you know what I don't get what's that you know those commercials for like that Zytophil and all the crazy stuff mm -hmm. and then they'd be like yeah, you know, if you're a type two, 
if you're type one, you can't take this. Yep. But if you're type two, you can take this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Side effects are dizziness, you know, lightheadedness, <clears> death, <throat> um, whatever, whatever. Yep. Whoa, did you just throw death in the middle of all that and like, yep. like it was cool? It is cool. Like, why would I even touch this? If I'd rather just give myself a shot. Dude, I just explained to you the human nature part of this. You have a dude that has desire with no tool. I mean, let's be real. And now you're going to give him a new tool? Better go work out. No. Work out. Working out ain't going to help you. A new diet would help you, but working out ain't going to help you, especially if you have some serious problems. The Um, way I see it is it didn't get that way overnight. It didn't. Did did you got to fix it so it's not there overnight? Again, human nature. Since when do we wait for anything? Very true. That's all I'm saying. And you're offering me a get well card right now? I'm I'm just got a Marco. What? Well, that's a you thing. Hey. That's just my opinion. Well, you're allowed to have your opinion. I'm just letting you know the human. I'm just letting you know with your opinion, you have to consider the human condition. And we all want it yesterday, especially when it's something that important. And yes, sex is a basic need. Just saying. I hate you. I hate you. So, yeah, we're going to move on from that. <laughs> Are you sure we have to move on? It was so much I mean, it's, fun. It's, it's, actually, it's kind of sad. So It is because people are hurting themselves trying to help themselves. Yeah. Well, I wasn't thinking about that part. but yeah, I mean, sex just, is a deep thing, and especially if you're in a committed relationship with somebody and you can't. There's a lot of emotional uh, downfall with it. And, and I'm not even going to pretend like I don't even know that. It's just like, could you imagine not being able to, you know, it's just crazy. So, yeah, it is sad. But what they're doing to their bodies in lieu of one thing and they're getting another, which is harsh, is harsh. So it is sad. You're right about that. But we can move on. We can move on to the Trump thing. Because I was right. surprised that you went there because that's not usually your thing unless you really kind of get up for it. So... You thought the Trump thing was ridiculous and I mean, a the, waste of time. The indictment? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, so, okay. So, all this stuff happened. He yeah. did all this in the election, as I said. Sure. He was acquitted. Mm-hmm. But, man, I mean, what I don't understand is that the Senate was never going to prosecute him anyway. So why do we waste all of this time? Due process. It doesn't matter because a president can't be um, charged with anything as long as they're president. And on one, and then two, the Senate said that they were not going to look toward indicting him or anything. Like they said that beforehand. So it's just like, what makes you think they're going to switch sides? And then only one dude switch sides and... Mitt Romney about to get it. Oh, he's totally done. I mean, they fired the dude who testified who worked in the White House. Yep. Last time I checked, I thought there were whistleblower laws against that. But yeah, clearly he's the president. He can do what he wants. Yep. Um, and he was just like, I didn't like him anyway. And I'm just like, okay. Well, I mean, my thing about, first of all, we all want politicians to be honest and truthful. And, and not be politicians. And Mitt Romney is far. I don't necessarily like to do politically because he let me know exactly who he was, and I ain't mad at that. But now that I know who he was, it's hard for me to kind of like the guy. But I'm not going to say I don't respect what he did because it it might cost him his entire career. Oh yeah, definitely. And so yeah. for him to 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 say what he said based on his personal truth. And the truth that he thought he heard or did hear, I can't be mad at that. I mean, everybody else is. I mean, the Republicans are just like throwing that dude under all the buses. And I'm like, okay. But, you know, I'm just saying, as a person who might be on the same soapbox as somebody else saying, you know, I want politicians to be truthful and and this and that or whatever it is, here's your moment. And I'm like, well, you need to get with the program because that's what it looks like. It looks like a hot mess. But this guy felt like, in on many levels, 
that he did that. Yeah, at least half of it. And, you know, know, a lot of you felt that, but hey, let's just vote in party lines. And see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And it's just like it's playing out in a way which lets me know, again, about the human condition. Even though I know what I heard is damning. I'm still going to vote party line because I'm weak. Now, for the people who actually are through and through, I'm not talking about those people. Mm-hmm. Not talking about those people at all. I'm talking about people that felt like Romney did and then was so weak that they still voted and told the party line. That's the people I'm talking about that most people like us complain about. So, as, hey, Mitt Romney did what he did. You can you can like him politically or not based on, you know, where your affiliation lies. But in this moment, mad respect for that dude. Because he blew up his entire life. And don't yep. think this doesn't become personal, because it does. Oh, man, he's he's already said he's going after Mitt Romney. And I'm just like, what? No, I mean, when I say personal, I mean, like, it's going to it's gonna trickle down to into his personal life. Like, his friends, his family, all that. They think you're a certain way. And then it's like, uh, what? That's a problem. Yeah, he's going to be like, yo, he did this. He did this. And, and you're just going to sit there and just... Smile and wave. I mean, you boo-boo the fool. No. At least he ain't boo-boo the fool no more. He's not. Like I said, mad respect. If I don't if I don't see eye to eye with him, which now I can say I might not agree with him. But I have so much respect for what he's doing. At he least he's real. Right, exactly. One hundred as we say. Yeah. So I mean, this dude, like I said, man, he didn't have to do this. He could have went in with the wave. And it's not like his vote changed things. It didn't. It was just one. It was just him. It wasn't like, you know, he was, like you said, he wasn't the difference. He was one person that said for half of everything that was up for debate, for half of that, he was like, uh, no, you need to go to jail. Well, not go to jail, but you know what I mean. And this is like. He needs to be indicted. Exactly. And he was, man, mad respect. Yeah, he looked at all those other people. was like, y'all boo-boo the fool. He not taking me down. He not doing that to me. He, You know, because literally he's going to. You know, he's going to spit out who ain't with him yep, and keep him moving. And it's just like, eh, what are you going to do? But I, but I will say this. If it does, when it all comes down, and it, it usually does, we'll be able to look back at that dude and say, I hear you, player. I hear at least you, you are real. Exactly. Like because you're the one that was like, yeah. And so now all those people that dogged him, where are they going to run? You can't run. Because that was a moment in which you showed us exactly who you were. Part And you know you don't like that dude. You know that for the most part, a lot of people on the Republican side of it that are towing this line don't even like him. But he's an idiot. And I'm like, and y'all still vote. vote You you really do. Except for him. Ain't mad at him. Ain't mad. Ain't mad. (laughs) But you know, here's the crazy part. That wasn't even the dumbest thing that happened last week. There's something that happens that was worse than that. Okay. It is the political grandstanding worst day of the year called the State of the Union Address. I didn't see it, but Boo Love did, and she was like, oh, my yeah. goodness. I saw all of seven minutes of it. Okay. And I saw it at the wrong time. What do you mean the wrong time? The wrong time. Because, see, I hate when... He says something positive and all, the, all his party stands up and everybody sits, everybody else sits down and stuff like that. And I didn't see the stuff between him and Pelosi. And I did I see that. That was crazy. <laughs> Yo, you go, oh, you gonna miss her hand dog? Oh, you gonna rip up the, the thing he wanted you to read? Exactly. Yo, I mean, petty. Petty is as petty is what petty does, man. Man. But yo, that wasn't even a big joint. And shout out to my boy Marcus Johnson, Marcus J with Legacy Internet Radio. Oh, ain't no hashtag with Marcus J on Monday night, 7 to 9 on LegacyRadio.com. Yes, that was a shout out. That was a blurb. Yes, I did that because I can. It's your show. Yes. And plus, I love Marcus anyway. I know he yeah. lit this. I know he lit this up. He put this on his Facebook page, and I got to read it because it was perfect, because it's what I was thinking. The only part that I saw was this imbecile, President Trump, 
Because he's the president. <laughs> How in the H-E double hockey sticks, you have the absolute nerve. Nerve, 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 nerve. That's a lot of nerve. To give Rush Limbaugh a presidential medal of freedom. Yeah. I, the racist yeah. dude on the radio. Yeah, because because a presidential medal of freedom. Because you know, means, hey, you know, Obama is the magical Negro. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe he said that, but he did. He did. Yeah, real talk. But we are we already know what Trump is right now. Yep. Like, if you don't know from that, then you better go ask somebody. We all knew. Everybody, then, everybody knows, man. Whether you want to admit it or not, we all know. And then you know what. The worst part about it, which Marcus J put on his joint, how is Rush Limbaugh getting a Presidential Medal of Freedom and there's a 100-year-old Tuskegee Airman in the building? Yep. He don't get it? Nope. 